Hello. Yo, it's Larry. Yo, it's Clyde. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to. I'm trying to figure this out. Let me see. I think I can merge Matt. He's on hold, but I think I can merge us all together. One sec. All right, bet. Do 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 do. Matt, are you there? I'm here. Oh, all right, I got, got all three of us here. Oh, we're on the party hey. line. Oh, what's up? Push P. Push P. Push P. Push P. Push P. Push P. We need to get some wayward trailer park girl up on here too. Make it complete. Like, <laughs> talk about where we're gonna buy cigarettes at tomorrow at the bus stop. Like, <laughs> how are you guys today, man? Doing good. Another. Another hot day in Texas. Dude, you're in Texas right now? What part of Texas? I live in a town called uh, Belton, which is about 30 miles south of Waco and 60 miles north of Austin, so central Texas. Uh, did you grow up there? Yeah? Is that where you grew up? No, I'm from a town called uh, Lockport, New York, which is a suburb of Buffalo. Okay. All right. So I, I was born and raised there and then i moved to california in 1999 and now i'm in uh texas for about six years that's an interesting turn of events (laughs) texas is uh (laughs) but texas is a good place to live though correct like it's like good for taxes and all that kind of shit like yeah yeah it's a little cheaper than california that was like the reason for coming here but i don't know i'm kind of bored and have no friends here because i'm already like a grown-ass man (laughs) <laughs> so I don't like I don't know how to I don't know how to like meet people or make friends, you know, so I don't know. Matt, where are you from? I'm sorry. I'm good. Uh, I'm from I'm from St. Louis and uh that's where I'm I'm still hunkered down. So Okay. You know Chris Casey? Yeah. Of course. That's yeah. that's my boy right there, dude. Yeah. Well, I forgot there was yeah, another I've dude skated, I'd... I've skated with Chris a few times. He, he makes you know, I dude, I'm mediocre skateboarder at best so when i skate with guys like casey i'm just like ah fuck like <laughs> i'm just gonna sit on the side honestly for a little while. my favorite skateboarders are dudes that that are not sponsored or are like or like don't even mm. think they're very good i'm not joking they're my favorite skateboarders in the world you guys have the most yeah. fun you guys have the most fun out of anyone you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like most dudes i know they get out there like i get i've just learned how to do this now that i'm older I'd learned how to walk away from from like, hey, dude, you're not you're not 21 no more. It's okay mm-hmm. that you can't. It's okay you can't do the nolly half cap flip every time. Like, just just take your old ass home. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel, man. Like I'm 46. You know, I know you're what 48, Larry. You're 49. I'm 40, 49. Yeah. I'm 49. So I just turned 49. Yeah. We're we're, we're, 49? we're oh yeah. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting up there. Nine club, right? Yeah, yeah, that was forty eight when I, I was forty eight when I did that. That was that was last right. year. Yeah, that was my last <laughs> birthday. <laughs> so how'd you guys meet, man? Like, first off, I want to tell you guys, welcome to the show. It's Push and P. Um, I want to really thank you guys for coming on the show, man. I wanted to get you guys, Schmidt, and a couple other guys first, but you guys and Schmidt are the two podcasts that I listen to skateboarding wise. Like, so it's very important for me to get you guys in there first, and I love what you guys do. And thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Wow, thank you. Yeah, we're we're honored that uh, you listen and ha- have us on the show. We're super super stoked. 
Yeah, I'm a skateboard nerd like you guys, but not like like not saying you guys are nerdier than me, but you guys are very good at what you do, man. Like, like, <laughs> like you're very good at what you do. I was trying to explain it to my friend today, and um, you kind of want to give a brief synopsis on what you guys do, so for the people out there. Sure, we have a podcast called the Bones Brigade Audio Show, and um, we do kind of like a deep dive review or discussion about the Powell Peralta Bones Brigade videos in semi-chronological order, I guess, starting at the beginning. And then uh, the current status of the show is we're in the year 1995 right now. So we've got currently 40 episodes uh, released. Damn! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some have turned into uh, multi uh, parties Like when we did uh, Band This, it turned into this epic like six-hour uh talk uh we had uh jim fitzpatrick okay. as the guest on for he was a, a powell peralta employee from 1987 until uh probably 93 94 okay there so he had a lot of behind the scenes knowledge you know he helped work on the videos he had an office at the factory and he was on a lot of the video shoots. So he just took our show to the next level with the, you know, the wealth of information that he was able to dump on us, which was really amazing. Took the show to another level. That's sick, man. That's, that's really dope when someone like helps you out like that. You know what I mean? Especially with I, this show is about doing podcasts and I'm sure you guys know doing this shit is not easy. <laughs> it is yeah. not it's not easy i enjoy doing it though you know i feel like as if you guys enjoy what you do as well is that fair to say oh yeah yeah definitely yeah it does kind of consume a lot of my thought all day long you know trying to like figure out the schedule and booking guests and just you know the editing and the posting and the promoting it's just like all consuming so how did you guys link up like like how like how did you guys link up? Like a power demo? Like, <laughs> no, we're kind of just like friends from the internet. Is that how you would describe it, Matt? Yeah, honestly, man. So I, I knew of Larry. So Larry used to work with Mike Valley. And uh, you might remember, Clive, Mike V used to have a series of kind of early YouTube videos, I guess you could call them, called Mondays with Mike V. Hold on, what? And, uh, Huh? What? Really? Yeah, yeah. That, they're they're still up. You can you Google it. You can still find them. I think there's some Vimeo and stuff like that now still. But Larry okay. used to work with Mike, and I and I used to watch these videos, and I would see because Larry would appear in these videos sometimes, and that's how I became aware of Larry. And then so I started following him on Instagram, and he started following me back, and uh, we just sort of kindled a friendship through through literally through social media but it was yeah it was just like oh this guy seems cool like he worked with mike v and i just i don't know i just found him on instagram and we connected there and um and then we met you know a couple times in real life i was out in california for work and uh, it was back when he was living in in southern california and uh that's pretty much how we met like we went out and we went to pizza nista and hung out and talked about Paul Perota all night. And uh, I guess a few years after that, or maybe a couple of years, I don't know, Larry just called me one night and was like, I th I'm thinking about doing this podcast. Do you want to be the <laughs> co-host? And I had never even 
you know, podcasting wasn't on my radar at all, man. I mean, not at all, you know, but it was one of those things like I was really uh, honored that he asked me to do it. And, um, you know, I felt like it was in my alley. I, it was something I knew enough about to potentially throw my hat in the ring with it. And so I just said, screw it. And went for it. They were like, yeah, I'll do it. See, I think that's great that you guys had a concept before you went in. You know what I mean? Like some people do it for, you know, I'm not sure why some people do it, but I can say for you guys, I think it's really great that you guys had a concept going into it because it, it gives it interest off the jump. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to dig. You don't have to dig for content. You don't have to dig. You're like, I know exactly what I'm talking about. So what made you guys pick Powell, man? Was Powell, was it your favorite company growing up? or? Yeah, that was definitely my, you know, my favorite skaters. And I always thought, you know, the, my favorite videos. I thought they had the best ads, the best graphics. I was just all about Powell, you know. And then, you know, meeting Matt, he was he was like the same. That was almost kind of like ground zero for our friendship was just nerding out on Powell stuff. And then I got the idea for the show. I, I was, I drive for a living. So I have a lot of road time and I was just digesting a ton of podcasts. And then I discovered this podcast called, you don't know Mojack. And it's these two guys in Canada and they're going through the catalog of SST records, like in order. So starting with the black flag seven inch and just going through it. And I was just like, well, this is, this is a cool format. You know, it's not just a broad topic of like, we're going to talk about punk bands. They're like, okay, we're just going to focus on this tiny record label. And I was like, I, I like that format. So they would do the show. They would kind of give all the details of the, the record who played on it who recorded it where it was recorded and then they would kind of review it and then they would have uh somebody on like an engineer or a producer or you know someone in the band for like an interview segment and i was just like oh this is great and they go in order and then another one someone else took their format uh but applied it to the discord records catalog and I was like, okay, this is great. And then so music and skateboarding are kind of my two passions in life. So okay. if I see someone doing something cool in music, I was like, okay, well, does this work in skate? Or if something cool in skate is happening, I was like, does this work in music? So I was like, okay, this is a cool format I'm enjoying. How does this apply to, like, what is the equivalent in the skateboard world? And I was like, I guess it would be, you know, an, a record album, I guess, is comparable to the skate video. Who's got an awesome catalog of skate videos? Oh, pa- you know, Paolo Peralta does. Yes. That's my favorite company in videos. So why don't I kind of apply that format of a show to these skate videos? So that's where the idea came from. Um, and then the name came from, I was like, well, we probably got to have Bones Brigade in the title just so people kind of... <laughs> No, know what it's about (laughs) you know in a way but then i was like okay you gotta kind of riff it off like a title of one of their videos i guess so i'm just like oh man what do you call it do you call it like public pod or pod domain or (laughs) pods or what do you call it and then i was like wait a minute the first video is called bone you know the bones brigade video show but a podcast is an audio show yes there there it is and i was like okay 
so I thought of the name and I was like, okay, this is maybe too good not to, you know, <laughs> not do it with that name. The name is kind of perfect. So I called Matt and I was just like, Hey, do you want to be on a podcast? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. We're like, what do you got? And I was like, we're just going to review the, all the Powell Peralta bones brigade videos. And then I was, I was like, well, there's only so many. So we kind of got to do some relate. We'll do all like the Stacy Peralta skate docs and uh you know like the the motion pictures he was always like the second unit director on all those 80 skate movies and stuff so to kind of you know because the, there's only so many videos it would kind of be a short series of shows so yeah just extending our window a little bit so that's kind of the, the genesis of it all that's really dope man um because i started skating in 1986 i've said this probably 20 million times now but that starting in that era or just being a part of that era is very, very special, man. Like it is from the boards to the videos, like it, it all meant something, you know. So I think that's why it's, you know, that why your podcast captured me as well, man. It's like, dude, that's a like that. That time meant something. You know, those videos meant yeah. something. And, you know, and um and a lot of things in those videos, even myself, I looked over them you know i'm just like holy shit what like, <laughs> like but then yeah. i don't think i don't yeah. think as a kid you know um i wasn't i was so busy skating that it's great to have these kinds of things as i get older you know like the bones brigade audio show where it's like oh man you know what? like someone can take us back and generally know what they're talking about it's not just some dude on the internet like blurting out something and you're like dude let me go look for this you know let's get back to you guys is it just you guys putting it out together do you do all the editing and all the stuff like yeah it's just us and i guess we have kind of like a third member of our team uh, a friend of mine ed who creates our uh, episode graphics or if there's any like thing image wise like uh he uh he just helps us out you know oh, with really the, you know each 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 episode has like its own special image that's usually like a, a riff off the the video cover of the powell video we're covering he does a he does a yes. really great job. So so you guys are like Ren DMC and Ed's the DJ. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. See, yes. That's exactly right. Yes. I'm glad you get that. <laughs> but like I see I can't I can't be explaining shit like that to somebody that's like twenty six. So. so what's some of you guys' favorite power videos, man? You answered you answered a good bit of my questions with that last answer because I was gonna ask you how you came up with the name and all that good stuff. So thank you. Look, you guys do a podcast so you know how to talk. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you. You're oh, gonna, no problem. You're gonna no make problem. this. Yeah. You're gonna make this so easy for me. Thank you very much, <laughs> dude. You know that's that's the that's the like doing a podcast, man. Sometimes, and you know too, you can get these people on that you'll have a guest that just is so good, and they're so just you know the the tales are flowing out of them, and they have a great answer to every question, man. And then sometimes you get some dudes that are like a little harder to get a good interview out of. You know, maybe they're a little camera shy or oh know, dear lord zoom <laughs> shy or whatever. it's you like know, why and, do uh, the interview to me it's like why do the interview yeah i mean we've always been able to make you know make a good a good product even when the guests are you know a, a little harder to you know kind of squeeze an answer out of but it definitely man it makes a lot of difference when you have somebody come on that's just like wants to be know, there they're, they're just a, yeah like a little less nervous about it or whatever a little more open um able to talk but you know going into it man like i didn't have the slightest like i told you before i i you know like everybody else i hate the sound of my own voice i you know yes. i never 
saw myself doing anything like this. And so it took a while for me to warm up to kind of doing it and getting into the flow of doing it. Now, you know, you, you just do it. It's no big deal. It's like 40 episodes in. It's like riding a bike, but a couple episodes. I mean, I can't even, I go back, you know, I don't listen to a lot of our old stuff, but, you know, go back and listen to it. And I'm like, Ooh, man. <laughs> That was a little quiet in the in the first episodes, but he's he's kicking ass now. Oh, see, so, see, sometimes, hey Matt, sometimes do you feel like like I feel like to me because I'm a pretty reclusive guy, you know, especially since I've quit drinking. Like I just kind of do my mm-hmm. own thing. So to me, I don't know if it's like this to you, Matt. It might be as well to you, Larry. It's kind of like a therapy to me. I get to talk to people, to like minded people. 95 percent of the time you know and um it's i feel like it's therapy you know it became easier as the time went on first i was going to do the history of black skateboarding (laughs) Mm -hmm. that would not have worked (laughs) (laughs) i mean you you'd have some really really good episodes in there though man for sure i'd 1000 percent. but then there's also guys that are like way too cool and shit like that you know what i mean so i already already knew Mm -hmm. that like i was gonna pigeonhole myself you know i was like dude i'm not doing this i'm not gonna play like grab ass i'm not doing all that shit like like a lot of people are gonna be cool a lot of people are not gonna be cool so i decided to stick with what i did in the first episode i did this is why i also don't do video um I tried to do a Zoom with uh, Ron Allen, and <laughs> we did like a three-hour interview, and I did not hit record. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of equipment do you guys use, if you don't mind me asking? You know, for guys that could be getting into it and stuff, like, what kind of equipment do you guys use? Uh, We both bought kind of matching equipment just so we thought maybe our sound would be balanced or, or matched matched up. So we bought the same Matt, what is the brand of those microphones we use? I got mine at Best Buy. It's like a pro sumer kind of microphone. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Is it blue so blue, blue something? Blue. Yeah, it's called blue. It's like a yeah. blue podcast mic. Okay. And okay. yeah, just basic, you know, basic PC laptops and Zoom, yeah. Except we yeah, we got the same HP like ninety nine dollar laptop and a hundred dollar <laughs> microphone from Best Buy. It's funny because sometimes people will ask people to come on, and they think uh, like we're in a studio or like oh <laughs> we have to drive to LA and and come to the recording studio to do it or whatever you know that we can't you know it's like I live in New York it's like no 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 we just do it over Zoom so. I guess the quality is good enough that it fools people to think we're like super professional or whatever when it's like two hundred dollars. Do you know what, dude? I <laughs> I use my phone. You know who bought me a microphone? Peanut Brown. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no kidding. I was already probably like fifteen. I was probably like fifteen shows deep at this point too, and I was just going off my phone, dude. I bought a. Uh, I bought like a tape recorder thing because I wanted it to sound like that. I wanted it to sound like. 70s am radio and it was that's that's one thing it was sounding like an old raggedy phone you know (laughs) yeah so so i mean it kind of worked aesthetically at the beginning but once i got a mic and the mic wasn't that much i think it was i got it at like uh was it guitar center it's like a hundred bucks like a Harmon mic or something and you can hear the difference you know and i I really like it and i use a little four track thing um this little zoom track uh four it's called p4 it's just a little four track thing like literally i could take this all this stuff in my pocket and record a podcast i think that's the beauty of doing these things it's uh 
what you put out in the end. It's not what how you have it and what you got on your walls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's really the beauty of podcasts is you're supposed to listen to it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I think I've watched maybe one Nine Club. Yeah. You know, the rest <laughs> I've, I've listened to. And I listen to them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, exactly. I, I very rarely, like, sit down and watch a Nine Club on YouTube or whatever. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a car thing. You know, it's when I'm driving or riding my bike and I have it on my earbuds and that's when i listen i listened to your nine club interview completely riding my bike wow you rode your bike for four (laughs) hours that was really cool you know i gained a lot of respect for those guys and you know i respect all the guys that do podcasts and stay in it for a long time because as you guys know man it's not easy to keep this going you know what i mean like and with you guys having the distance apart and things like that um i saw i know you reef which which one of you guys uh, was recently in the hospital Oh, that was, that was me. That was you? So did yeah. that throw you guys, obviously that threw you guys our production time for a while. Like, do you guys have set days and times and things like that? Did that, you know, does something like that completely throw you off or do you kind of go, do you make your uh, own schedule? Actually, we pulled, we pulled that one off. I was discharged <laughs> from the hospital and I was off, off work. So we had like an episode in the can when I went into the hospital, but it needed to be you know, edited and kind of spliced together with the music and stuff. So I was home and, and not working for a few days. So I just, I just knocked it out. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Not deep. But I think we're going to miss one coming up, which will be, we release them every other Sunday. Uh, so twice a month. We got so much. Yeah. We kind of got ahead of schedule. We haven't had just from scheduling with uh, guests and stuff. We kind of, amassed uh a few episodes usually that's like one at a time we record one we release it we record one and release it now this is like the first time you know like i said from scheduling we've kind of got i think there's like two or three in the can right now so we're a little ahead of schedule (coughs) you know what you know i was talking to about um just recently and this is very funny that we're talking about getting ahead of schedule because um i'd mentioned to lance conklin that I was going to interview with you guys. And I was like, and then we were just talking about pal and pal days. And I was like, dude, you know what? I was like, you know who no one talks to? Donnie, Donnie Griffin and Kevin Lambert. (laughs) Oh yeah. We want, yeah, they're on our list. I feel like there is just like a almost never ending. Well, to pull content from when it comes to the, the Powell universe, you know, there's so many people that have come and gone over the years. There's videos. There's so many like, these kind of behind the scenes, you know, these, you know, these kind of bit players and like the ams and the flow guys and the pros. And there's so many people in that, in that universe to talk to and to get stories from. I think that's like why, I don't know why it works, you know, because like you have people that, you know, like Donnie Griffin, you know, that's a perfect example or, or, you know, some of the, I don't know, some of the guests we've had on and some people that we've, we're talking about having on, it's like, there's a whole wealth of people that rode for that team or were part of that company that were at one point, you know, people that mattered, you know, got yeah. <laughs> in magazines and, you know, yeah, had, had, you know, had like flow boards and maybe an experimental model or whatever. And they've kind of, for whatever reason over the years, you know, they're, they, they've, fallen off the radar a little bit and i think like one of the cool things that we do on the show is we sort of bring some of these people 
out into the light again and we yes. talk to them and and give them a place to tell their to tell their stories people that honestly frankly i mean and larry and i always talk about this list i'm sure the list has come up on on the podcast a million times but when we started talking about the show the initial idea was to do you know the video reviews and then you know i kind of tossed out like what if we start kind of peppering in you know like just standalone interview episodes but try to focus on a little more esoteric guests you know what i mean like I, you know, I, the, we had this list going, you know, of all these people we wanted, yeah, wouldn't it be cool to have Johnny Rad? You know, wouldn't it be cool to have whatever? And, you know, the, yeah, we have, you know, there's, I don't know, there's just like this endless amount of people that, I, you know, I feel like it, it's just so cool to like talk to these people and, and reach out to them. And we've had people be like, wow, really? You want to, you want to talk to me? You know, like we, we had, uh, you know, Miss Catherine, on from public oh domain. yeah you, you gotta tell the, story. tell the story you know who i'm talking about like fashion never functioned like the what model yeah she we had we we tracked her down and had her on as a guest <laughs> and you know she was just like could not believe that she was getting asked to come on a podcast and talk about that that is, you know. see, that is what's so, that kind of stuff is so dope to me. Yeah. Honestly, even just the demographic that you guys have, I think it's very special. I think it's very special for the demographic that, you know, that each podcast creates. You know, I like my little 90s, early 90s thing, but that Powell era is very special, man. That is just, mm -hmm. that is in like, like, man, you go in the shop and just seeing those boards and everything meant something you know what i mean like the wheels the the board oh, like the wheels had to match the you couldn't have like oj's and a power board you know what i'm saying that shit wasn't cool oh, yeah that That's was not no, cool yeah. until a street skate came around that is a fact of life it wasn't you know what i'm saying it wasn't it wasn't cool like yeah. you look like a bum and you didn't want to look like a bum and it just wasn't cool to do that like it seemed like disrespectful does that sound correct yeah I, I yeah for sure you always, yeah, yeah you Wanted to, you had your weird allegiances as a kid, even if you had no reason for them other than like you liked a graphic or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> you can't walk around with wearing Vans and then have like a Nike t-shirt on. You got to have the full, the, the, the one kid or the other, you know, you can't. I feel like them. that started with skate with the skateboards. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you couldn't have like you could have the Santa Cruz war with the OJs. That was absolutely fine. But you couldn't have yeah. a Tony Hawk with some Hasoy Rockets. That you that was you couldn't do it. Like the skate shop would yeah. not let you leave with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> when did you guys start skating? By the way, I started in uh, 1985 when okay. I saw Back to the Future. Oh, oh, snap! I wasn't skating by then. I just thought it was cool. When did you? <laughs> when did you start skating, my man? Um, you know, there was always a skateboard in my garage. I, I had like a little blue freeformer in my garage that belonged to my aunt back in the seventies, and so I always just sort of had one. But I think I probably really started like if you're talking about when I really became like a true skate rat was late 87 something like that okay it, it was yeah 1987 going into 88 yeah see kids are different now man I, like when i first started skating i tried to drop in a, a street ramp like immediately because we were dangerous as shit you know what i mean <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like that was back in the 80s. Like we would literally just go straight into like, like do I want to drop in that? Like well, there was no flat ground. There wasn't no like I want to learn. Oh. Yeah, that that wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like oh cool, I want to learn a hand plant. Like a month into skating, that was a beauty <laughs> of skating. You know what I mean? That literally was a beauty of skating back then. Um, oh, it totally was, man. Yeah, roll your roll your back wheels into the crack in the driveway and try to learn how to you know do an ollie, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, you got to think about it, dude. At one, like Tom Guerrero was God back then. Let's be serious. On the street, he was God. Like, like there were. I don't. Yeah. He just looked cooler than everybody. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. He looked cooler than everybody. Like people, could, mm-hmm. like Gons came through, could do all the tricks and stuff. That was absolutely Gons is the best ever. But Tom Guerrero looked cooler than anybody street skating. One thousand percent. Always wanted to see a bigger part from him in the old Powell videos. Do you guys have any like? You think you ever get any hand your hands on any um you know who might have some? Tony 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 Roberts. Well, we're aware of do you know uh John Melvino? He was um he actually filmed Tommy Guerrero's part in uh public domain. Whoa. And uh in I guess it would have to be eighty eight. So Tommy Guerrero and Mike V went over to Italy uh for some demos. And John Melvino uh, went with him and shot on film, not video. He shot on film. So he filmed all these demos and then street skating in Italy. And then on the way back, they stopped in New York City and skated around New York City and the Brooklyn Banks. And he's filmed all of this. And it's never seen the light of day. What? Yeah. So the, and, and Mike V swears that is like the best skating he's done in his life. And no one has ever seen it. And I'm sure Tommy's ripping just as well. And there's an article in Thrasher about the, the trip to Italy, too. And then uh, this John Melvino guy. I'm not sure who the photographer was that went on the trip. But uh, there's photos in Thrasher. And then there's, like, canisters of film somewhere collecting dust in John Melvino's collection. So what, <laughs> the guy just won't give it to him? I don't know. You know, I actually, when I worked for Mike, we called, I called John to see if we could um, get a copy or, or transfer it, transfer it to like down to video or get it digitized. And he wanted, um, I think he asked for like 20 grand for it or something like that. It was really, <laughs> it was really, really crazy. But then I know a few years ago, um, Bryce Knights had posted a photo um working with john uh i think to like digitize all his all the film that he shot over the years and one of the pictures he posted was you know the box of the film reels it was like you know mike v and tg at brooklyn banks you know like the Mm -hmm. real like it was all labeled so i think mike had has uh reached out to bryce about the status of this footage and i know they were trying to get it uh, when they were doing the uh, the Bones Brigade documentary, okay, and uh, so I think Stacy was asking everyone, like, who's aware of you know extra footage or that's out there, and I think Tommy and Mike told Stacy about this footage that you know they've both been excited about and. Uh, Stacy was just like, "Oh, John Melvino, he's he's difficult to work with," and that was like all he said about it. Dude, I don't know why them dudes try to hold on to old footage like that. It's like, come on, man. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because you at least got to get it digitized or backed up because it's you know it it's just degrading or you know or whatever. I mean, it's twenty twenty three, man. Anybody like trying to pay you know twenty thousand dollars for an old ass video part? Push P, 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 push P. Push a pee, 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 push a pee